Cool. Celebrate tonight. Come on. I am. We are on Amazon. We are on Amazon. That's it. That's my big news. That's fantastic. Yes. Good to hear. They personally emailed the email address associated with this podcast. Yeah. Hello at digitaldetoxcanada.ca. <laughs> Uh, actually, I need to renew that URL so that the email is still functional. Yeah. That's $20. Well, to that, honey. That's great. <laughs> right. Very good. That's exciting. I just made myself some sweet potato crystal noodles with Thai spice. Oh. And baked cloves. Oh. It was delicious. It was really good. You make good food. Thank you. I also have soup in the fridge for you. Oh. I made some beet and squash soup. Oh. Yeah. It's so really kind. Good. I love your soups. Thank you. That potato leek soup you gave me last time. Really hit spot. There's another one going to be made this week probably. A couple of times. Yeah. The second time I went into the soup though, I, I grabbed this loaf of bread that I'd had sitting out just a little bit too long. Mm. I'm like, what's this woodsy taste? Mm-hmm. It was a bit powdery. Oh. Could have made croutons out of it. If it's gone moldy? Well, not if it's moldy, but if it was just dry, you could It was moldy. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Because you could have just, if it was dry, you could have just chopped it up, thrown it in the oven for a few minutes, and made some croutons to throw in the soup. Yeah. 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 I need an, a tray. I don't have a tray. What kind of tray do you need? Like a tray to put the crouton, the crouton bits on. Oh, a baking sheet. That's what I need. That's yeah. what you need. Go to Value Village or St. John's. Yes. And they have stuff like that there. Cheap, like 50 at cents. St. John's, really? Mm-hmm. Bakery? They do. It's at the back. I love that spot. I do, too. They, make, they have... Um, I, I got like a series of books from there when I was recuperating from the knee surgery. Oh, the free books? Yeah. From well, the little, it cost me like. Little book library? They have a, a, a library. It used to be a closet and they just packed all the books in there. Oh, inside? Yeah, inside. Oh. And um, I mean, it cost me five books, five bucks for 20 books. I know, right? Wow. Yeah, it's a really good series. I get a lot of my books for free. Yeah, the free libraries. Yeah, and also just on the street. I get some there too. I yeah. get there's a free library over in the park, not far from here, that I put books in and take books out, and I people throw out the most amazing books. It's funny though. Sometimes like you get a little bit weirded out, and you don't pick up a book. And like in this case, it was a book that was really in my wheelhouse. You know, if I'm not going to read it, at least I want to look at the title frequently. Yeah. And it was called, like, Robots and Intimacy. Um, and it was about, like, sex and love in the age of the robot. Yeah. Something like that, you know. That sounds interesting. It sounded really interesting. But I was like, what has happened with this book prior to it ending up on the street here? Uh, I just don't know. There might be some content in there that was interesting and... Perhaps the book was, you know, a porcelain throne adjacent. Does that make sense? It's possible. I'm trying to say that in a very, you know. Bathroom reading. Yeah. Yeah. 
possible. It's possible. It's possible with a lot of books that are used. A lot of people read in the in the washroom. I've never. Yeah, that's what I'm that saying. With idea. used books, you just never know where a book has been. Yeah. Well, I mean, I tend not to think. Even about the it too library much. sometimes it has bed bugs. That I'm concerned about. I, I'm not trying to create hysteria here, but it has happened. Oh, sure, that's why I always do the flip on the book. Do you you up. do a flip on it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, make sure there's no buggies in it. I remember there was a time that people were so worried about bed bugs uh, on this little island I was living on mm-hmm. um, that all the kids' camp stuff had to go through a high heat intensity. Right. Sanitization well, procedure prior to you don't coming actually into have the camp. to do that. If you put them in a garbage bag and seal it and leave it in the sun, it does exactly the same thing. For how long? A day. Okay. And then they all die. Oh yeah. Yeah. In the sun. What in if it's sun. winter? We like have winter camping. Winter camping is different, but in the summertime, when the kids are out playing with everything, just gather everything at night, throw it in a bag. Sun comes up, the kids aren't there for three or four hours, you're golden. They all die, they suffocate, and they burn. So, all this bed bug issue. Mm. It's if it's in the house that it's a problem. Yeah, in the baseboards and... Yeah, that's when it becomes a problem. It's in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if it's just items... Like, if you go away a lot and you go to a country that has a lot of bed bugs, what you do when you get home is open your suitcase up outside, take everything out, put it in a bag, throw it in the backyard, leave the suitcase out there, and everything dies. You're just reminding me of an old story of how, when I was traveling, Mm -hmm. I first went to India, and I bought some sort of cloth things like some kind of pillowcases and when they came home uh there was some sort of a a moth Mm. infested in it yeah and uh yeah that was pretty scary yes i didn't know what it was just throw it in a bag and put it outside because yeah close it up and they'll suffocate and then you just shake it out and give it a quick wash and you're done you're good right yeah because that'll take care of the eggs right if there's any eggs in the cloth, when you wash it, they'll all get washed away. So, yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah. There are simple solutions to a lot of things that we all complain about. It's just a matter of learning the quickest, easiest way to do it that doesn't damage your property. Well, apparently, you can go on this new app. Yeah. And when you ask it the right question, as long as you word it craftily... Mm-hmm. And you're prepared to also get the wrong answer, because apparently answer is not verified as correct okay but yeah there's now an app for that yeah yeah i mean when you go traveling don't put your stuff in the drawers make sure the bag the suitcase is sealed and your clothes are in a plastic bag inside and and you're fine Mm. it's a pain but you know if it means you're not bringing bed bugs home i'd rather do that I went to India once, and uh, I came home from a crazy, crazy festival night, Mm -hmm. let's just say that, and I went back to my bed, and I'd gotten the last bed in the hostel, and the room that I was in uh, was like a dorm. Okay. 
It was just like basically cots. Mm -hmm. It's called the Pushkar Palace. And I was a little bit uh, or quite inebriated yeah. when I got back to my bed. Uh, but I had met two friends there, like friends that I'd known from before. Anyway, long story. Mm. I was there with some friends. I looked down at my bed. I went to, you know, go to sleep. And I was like, why is my bedspread the only one that's moving? You know, <laughs> I can't be that high. But yeah, it was bed bugs. Yeah. And my friend, who was a very seasoned traveler, mm. kindly offered to take the bed for me. Oh, and wow. she just took a tarp and she just put the tarp over top of it mm -hmm. and just sort of sealed it off as best as possible. Yeah. But, you know, when I woke up in the morning and, and looked at her, um, she was covered in dead bugs. Yeah. It was really sad. I, I mean, I, I couldn't believe that I was such a wimp. I don't think you were a wimp. I mean, bed bugs are a real problem. They can cause some pretty bad infections. So. I mean, she offered, you know, but I, I know. think back to that sometimes. I think, what a friend. Yeah. What a kind, kind friend. Yeah. And yet I don't have any way to contact her now. Oh, that's too bad. Because it was from before the internet age. Yeah. Which was kind of nice in its own way, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, I wonder what would happen if we all of a sudden didn't have internet like the other day. In fact, I think it was it was last night. Mm. Suddenly my internet didn't work. Mine too. And just before that, I was hearing like a helicopter go overhead and I had this like panic attack. You know, like not an actual panic attack, but I had like this this moment sorry. where I was just like, what if it never goes back on, you know? And then I, um, but of course I was able to get back on, not through my home internet, but through my data plan on my phone. You know, it's all very easy now to to do, you know, a hotspot because I got this new phone. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I didn't get a hotspot the other day. I was down for about two and a half hours. Two and a half hours? What? I didn't have any internet. Yesterday? Uh, what? Sorry. Was it yesterday? Oh my god. I don't know whether it was yesterday or Saturday. I can't remember. Oh. Yes, it was yesterday because I had to do an interview last night and I thought, what happens if this doesn't come up before my interview starts, right? And um, so I, I just left everything. I reset the router. I, I used a new cord into it and just walked away and did a bunch of stuff around the house. And then I came back and everything was up and going a couple hours later. Right. Wow, weird. Well, yeah, this was the thing. I was like, I was like, well, maybe this, uh, you know, new AI mm. has just crashed the internet. I don't know what's going on, you know. But you just anybody really does. Your imagination goes wild. Your imagination goes wild. My imagination <laughs> does go wild very quickly. Yeah, I don't worry about it too much. I mean, the only reason that I needed the internet is because I had to do that interview last night, and. Um, it was early in the afternoon. I figured, well, it'll, it'll come on. I'll be able to get to my interview. It won't be much of a problem. So everything worked out fine. But um, I was just like, hmm, this is odd. And no explanation. Of course not. Why would they give you an explanation? And then I Googled Roger's internet outage, and I just got July 8th, 2021. 
2022. Yeah, that was a pretty big one. It was like a day in history. Yeah. And people looked at me like I was the scum of the earth when I said in the coffee shop that it might last for a week or more. Yeah. Because I want people to be prepared, you know. I'm like... I know I'm like Chicken Little running around saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, but you know what? It literally could be. Sure. It could be falling are any you, moment. Are you prepared to live without it? I am prepared to live without it. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So. I'll be okay because I have you. Oh, that's true. And we are close by. Yes. And you will stop me from going crazy. Well, I might just decide to join you going crazy sure because that could be yeah. fun too right right like it, it uh, like i had someone ask me like i can't reach you all the time they said and i said well, what do you mean he goes well you're off doing stuff around the house he goes don't you carry your phone with you i said no if i'm up in the bedroom and i'm doing some cleaning what do i need my phone for right it can sit in my living room my kitchen wherever the heck i left it for the day or if i go out on the deck um to do something uh whether it's airing the dog or talking to the neighbors downstairs I don't necessarily take my phone out there. So if someone's calling me or whatever, I don't hear it. And I don't really care. I mean, I mean it's that important, it's, they'll get back to me, It's like that right? friend, right? That one that took the bed bug yeah. bed for me. I don't know how she's doing. Well, hopefully but she's I okay. will, I will always remember her. Yeah. You know, but I don't need her to answer my text message. Sure. Because we don't have that line of communication. Right. So what people need to realize is that, like... We don't need to have that form of communication to know each other is all right. That is true. And if you need something from someone, which is actually the topic I came here to talk to you about today. Oh, okay. Against my um, greater fears, which is the topic of narcissism. Narcissism, that's a fun one. I've been hearing a lot about it lately. Right? Well, yes. It's a, there's, a lot to, there's a lot that is being said. Yeah. Or there's a lot that... There's a lot of ways in which it is being talked about mm. as a subject. Yeah. I'm interested to hear what you have to say about it. And the segue here from where we just were a minute ago, yeah, which was talking about friends who've got your back regardless of whether you are in touch with them or not mm-hmm. um, digitally, yeah, right? Because at the end of the day, in a zombie apocalypse, the only people that matter are the ones that are right in the room with you. That is true. Or that you can get to within, uh, you know, a two block. You know, we've got 12 or 13 blocks between us. That's not very far. If oil doesn't collapse and I continue to be able to get gas, Mm. I can practically cruise over here on fumes. Yeah. You know, I could take the bike... You know, I have a little bit of flat. Anyway, ha ha ha. I'm just trying to be funny right now, which is not really funny. I'm not really like, but I imagine sometimes, you know, what if we did live in a war zone? Mm -hmm. There are people who are living in a war zone. Yes. And, you know, we know about Bosnia, the way it was, you know, where people were, they they had to run, right? Mm -hmm. To go get supplies. Yeah. Like they're doing in the Ukraine right now. And yeah. 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 Exactly. So, um, I'm not trying to say, oh, we're going to be in a war zone. Um, and we've oh, always we're felt not. kind of safe over here. Well, you know, it feels so far away from all the action that usually happens. I mean... Yeah, but, you you know, that's 
great in theory, but everybody's got a military and everybody's got a plane. So really, how far are we actually? Yeah. And don't forget that here in Canada, we actually have missile silos. So I don't forget, but I don't really know. We do. So the question is, if there is some reason why the United States gets into a war um, outside of their own country, we become a target too because we have missile silos here that are manned by the U.S. forces. Oh, I didn't think we were going to talk about the military. I want to talk about narcissism and personality problems. Um, you know, let's stay to the safe topics. Uh, no, I, I mean, here we are just, we have questions, you know, and that's, that's all there is to it. Um, and questions are good and, uh, they're valid. Yes. I agree. Um, yes, the United States. Unanswered questions. Has a military and a military machine. I don't know how they manage it, honestly. That is my question. I don't either. Are they so big? They have so many more people that... I know I sound stupid. I'm going to have to delete all of this. No, we have about 30 million people. They have over 300 million people. Okay. Okay, so they're actually quite a big place. Even though our landmass is bigger than theirs because we can't populate two-thirds of our country because of temperature although that's changing well that's changing is it it is changing is it though yeah it is is that why we're building housing on our green belts well that's again going back to court so who knows do you think that's a good idea by the way not to put you on the spot about it but like i'm hearing all this stuff about building on the green belt and i'm like well, there is a lot of land out there. Like I know no, no. It's, the reason that we it's don't farming want, land. Yeah, but. the reason we don't want um, housing on the greenbelt is because that happens to hold the major source of water for the entire province. Mm. Yeah. So if that gets corrupted by construction, people, pollution, that means our water table across the province is now threatened. And that's the problem. It's an extremely environmentally sensitive area. Oh, environmentally sensitive. Yeah, they because uh, yeah. um, the guy who's in charge, supposedly. That guy. Mm-hmm. That guy has decided that they can go ahead, go ahead and kill all the cormorants they want. The cormorants? Yeah, because... Oh my God. What? We, don't, we don't need them. Well, if you kill the cormorants, that means that the plants and animals that they eat now become overpopulated which imbalances the entire environment the cormorants are part of the environment if you take them out it would be like taking all the frogs out or taking all the fish away like all these things together make the environment work so you can't just there's always been you can only kill so many cormorants in a year and now he's like we'll just kill them all it doesn't matter well, yes, it matters because they're part of the environment. And then the second you take something out of the environment, you change the entire structure of the environment, which makes the environment unstable now. You know, what is the point? The, what is the point? Of killing all the cormorants? What is the point of putting people in a place that is destined and doomed to die? Well, everyone's destined and doomed to die, aren't they? Well, that's true. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I yeah, guess you got to pick your poison, right? And I'm like, okay, so we already have a problem with the amount of water we have in Canada because we've been selling it to the Nielsen company for pennies on the liter. Nielsen? Yeah. Ooh. You didn't know about that? I thought it was Nestle. It would be Nestle's. Thought it was Nielsen as well. Anyway, probably we, both. Been, yeah, yeah, it could be a lot of them. Who knows? You know, the government they're all keeps... they're all the same company well, at the end. At the end, yeah. So what we've been doing is we've been selling our water to mm-hmm. all these companies to put in a bottle to sell to people. I was thinking I needed to buy some bottled water because I actually was drinking a glass yeah. and I looked at it and it was like brown. Why do you have brown water? Look I at my water. It's nice. I don't know. It might have been it's the okay. cup. It's also full of lemon. I'm going to have to start using my dishwasher. Oh, there's a thought. But, I mean, realistically, the amount of water that we have taken out of Canada, across Canada, it's not in one place, it's in several different places across Canada, water has been taken and put it into a bottle and then sold at an enormous price for what they're getting. They're getting, like... I don't even know how many liters for like ten dollars. It's, it's astronomical, so their profit margins are absolutely huge. And we're all sitting around going, "That's okay." And I'm like, "Well, actually, no, it's not okay." I know that tap water isn't the best stuff in the world, but I'm still not going to the store and buy bottled water. I would rather spend the money on a filter in my home and drink water out of my tap if I can filter out the things that I need to. I just have one of those Santiva um, charcoal filters and I just put it in a glass bottle and I put the water into the glass bottle and the charcoal filter is Uh there. I've also seen um, this woman that I sublet at her apartment. She was from Montreal and she just had like straight up, you know, rods of charcoal Mm -hmm. and you just added water into this jar. Yeah. You know, and you let it kind of distill yeah. on the counter. And I guess that works. Like, I work. don't like that I live in Toronto where they put uh, fluoride in yeah, the water. I know. Fluoride's horrible, right? Yeah. Are we agreed on that? Oh, yeah. You're the nurse. Yeah. I mean, so if you were going to make a case for fluoride, I would have, like, respected your point of view. Yeah, I, I mean, the toothpaste that we use has no fluoride in it. Or at least the one I use. My son uses one that has But, fluoride. like, how do these guys get away with just continuing to, like, pump fucking fluoride into our water there was a lot of problem and investigation into dental health i don't know if you remember this i mean even just to go on a tangent about dental i can't believe the ndp has said oh we got dental health blah 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 but it's still just for under 12s and it's only for people who are you know marginal not very uh, affluent. Yeah. Uh, it's for I mean, marginalized it, individuals. It might have raised the bar a little bit. Yeah. It might have made just like a few more people eligible um, at a young age mm-hmm. to get some basic freaking dental care. But like that was pretty much already available through like Healthy Kids Program or something yeah. anyway. Yeah, it is. So I really don't get why we have to keep this, this you know, government that we currently have. Not to get into politics because I didn't come here to talk about that at all at all kind of permeates a lot of stuff though it's so hard to not um you know but i don't want to make it about that because we we really can't just keep looking at individual players you know because we have to look at our own personal responsibility you know hated stephen harper when he Mm. was in power and Mm. look at him look what he's done you know, he's just slithered away, and everybody oh, no. now he's in the private remembers room. him as if he was some kind of god. No, like, he wasn't. 
and you know, I'm just like, okay, like, did he do some good things for Canada? I, I don't think so. Like, mm-hmm. he was in power during, uh, you know, the Fukushima mm-hmm. nuclear explosion. And from all reports, he moved the uh, reporting, um, the Coast Guard, uh, he, he sort of basically dismantled uh, almost, you know, to a skeleton crew, the mm-hmm. Coast Guard. Just giving them some like extra fancy boats so they can like get somewhere faster or whatever. But like, you know, basically golden handshakes or or something to to staff. This is what I heard from inside sources Mm -hmm. I used to be um, acquainted with. And and then took the uh, reporting on on, uh, radioactive fallout, you know, on the the levels of, of radioactivity into the Kootenays, so over the mountain range, away from the coast. I can't get to the mountains if you don't, can't, like, you gotta go by the coast to get to the mountains, don't you? Well, yeah, but what I'm, I'm saying is just, like, just, they rolled it back so that, you know, um, radiation coming from Japan, it would not be picked up quite as, as much. Well, I don't know. I'm still like just I'm astounded. Astounded. Yeah. Is it not true that we have a ton of nuclear uh, fallout coming from Japan? Like this is just a question. I don't expect you to have an answer for this. I don't actually have an answer for that one. You know, but I have noticed, and I have had a few friends who took medically assisted uh, intravenous death. Yeah. You know, offer to them to get them out of pain because they had terminal cancer, they were suffering, and they finally decided, you know what, enough is enough. Mm-hmm. And I wondered because a lot of these people are on the West Coast. Is it because of nuclear fallout? This is what goes through my mind. I can't believe I'm saying it publicly. I might delete this. Well, I'm not sure. Delete it. Just leave it. Um, You're probably not the only one with the question, so... I mean, look, we all have questions about what's going on, what's going to affect us, and what isn't, but here's my response to that. You need to take personal responsibility for your health, and just because your doctor gives you a diagnosis, a symptom, or tells you when you're going to die, you can always decide that that's not going to be true and take your own health into your hands. I had a friend who did that. She got diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And she went uh, to, she was on the West Coast. She went to, um, you know, sort of, sort of like a support group mm-hmm. for a particular like alternative therapies. Right. And then she took the uh, yucca uh, extract. Right. And um, it's also a four blend uh, of herb tea mm-hmm. uh, with turkey tail, rhubarb. Um, Wow, is it wild rhubarb? Probably, it's pretty um, good stuff. And a couple of other, it, it's the, it's the blend that everyone talks about for like, mm-hmm. um, anti-cancer. Okay. It can turn cancer around, especially breast cancer. Well, um, I know for lots some of people, people yeah. who have gone alternative on breast cancer. Like I already told my kids, if I ever had breast cancer, I said chemo is not for me. I won't do that to my body because chemo pretty much wipes out your immune system which means you're now more susceptible to secondary invasive problems well there is a kind of chemo that is much more uh targeted to yeah 
Well, this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Like, what I'm saying is, you know, for example, with screening for breast cancer. Right. Uh, you know, they want me to go and get a screening. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I am not down with the mammogram. So go have an ultrasound. Yes. Got to gotta do that. Yeah. Right. You can, you, can, uh, yeah. you can say, no, I'm not having a mammogram, but I'm fine with an ultrasound. And your doctor will say, well, you know, you can't pick it up quite as quickly when you have an ultrasound as when you have breast cancer. Well, here's the problem. If you have dense breasts, and women our age usually do because our estrogen level's off, which means we now have dense breasts, and it's not going to be picked up on an x-ray anyway, so why not go and have the ultrasound? Right. Uh, I, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to play this recording for my nurse um, at 28 minutes. Uh, I'll do that, yeah. yeah. You don't even have to play. You have an option. They can't just say, push, I need an ultrasound. Yeah, just so, say, I, I'm, I, not, I'm not going to do a mag- mammogram. I'd like to go the for an ultrasound. The squishy x-ray. Even though I'm actually like, I'm so over it with x-rays. I'm just like, ah, x-ray, shm x-ray. Like, I go up at a plane and I'm, you know, submitting myself to radiation that's you know the same a little bit different but yeah well flying at night's better sure i can't wait to get on a plane again gretchen me either i want to go to italy i want to go everywhere oh i'm very excited um it's yes it's coming so good travel plans yeah i'm gonna try so yeah no i understand i mean i really want to get on a plane too i think that it's important to go and discover places you haven't been before or visit places yeah. from when you were well, a child and go I oh i don't remember this but this is fantastic and but i think like not everybody can do it you um, know if you're from a certain country or you don't have money or whatever like I mean, but you maybe you or, can drive or maybe somewhere. you're you like a, a woman in some countries can't yeah, go without like the permission if you can't get the permission well, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I mean, like, I feel okay. privileged to yeah. have been able to do it in the past. Yeah, me too. What right do I have to demand it in the future? But, well, I really want to do it again. Me too. But where to but go? Here's the thing you can get a bunch of your friends together and you, you can. can go camping. Camping? Camping is awesome. We have parks all over the country. I'm scared now. To I'm go scared camping? of camping. Yeah. Why? I don't know. There's so much violence in the world. Who knows what's going to happen? No, camping I'm gonna, is cool. I want to be safe in a metal box when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I used to love camping, I but still like love camping. right now, I'm a little bit freaked out about the world. What am I going to say? Well, like, I don't think I have that to be honest ever, with you. Yeah, I don't think anybody's coming into your campground with a knife to chop you up in the middle. You know, in your tent. Ew. It's, uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. I mean. I've been camping. Well, I since recently I was little, did this only... safety training. Okay. And they implanted various ideas. Oh, see, this is like, why I don't take that stuff. You know, oh, I had to take it to get this job. Yeah. And they said, oh, imagine getting hit by a dump truck, you know? And then they also showed me a picture and they said, who, which one of these pictures, uh, which one of these people is more likely to get hurt on the job? And it was like... Do they have a nurse there? Because our numbers are astronomical. What? Mm. A nurse where? Being a nurse yeah. puts you at physical risk every time you walk into your job. Yeah. Our numbers oh, are they terrible. Said, they said that in the training. They said yeah. some people are not allowed to um, protest unsafe conditions because their conditions are basically that's the job 
that's not true and it has been overturned well that's we can, basically what they said yeah we can now um we can now actually take people and charge them with assault and have them taken to jail and put them in jail yes but you can't just keep walking off the job every time someone that's true is like abusive to you or whatever yeah you know, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what they're saying. Well, they have to grow up and understand that women who are in professions that, and we're actually in, we're at more risk in a lot of professions than men are, more than yeah. men are. And that's because we are the majority of the working population in those fields. We're more at risk at a school, as a teacher. We're more at risk at, um, in hospitals. We're more at risk as, um, uh, cafeteria workers, people that, you know, do those yeah. kind of things. We're more at risk to be assaulted than men are. And because our professions are dominated by women, our voices have been shut off by various government actions, legally saying you can't strike, you can't do this, you know, you can't charge someone with assault. So, I mean, there was a, a a friend of mine who had her arm broken by a patient screaming for security that this patient was unsafe and she needed help and he broke her arm. I had another one who <gasps> what on the job. Yeah. I had, um, oh. my girlfriend was telling me Ooh. that she was looking after a patient okay. <clears throat> who was, um, under police custody. The police had walked out of the room. Her friend was in the hospital. He assaulted her, knocked her out, tied her up and left. What the? I know this, like people don't hear about these things that yeah. are happening to nurses, you know, violent patients who are, you know, punching us in the face, kicking us in the breast, you know, throwing us against walls, tripping us, trying to stab us, you know, what the hell? it is unbelievable. Oh my God. The I'm glad you're talking nurses, about this. Yeah, like the, the abuse that nurses oh. take. I don't know about other provinces. I know what's going on here in Ontario. And, yeah. And we have, you, you can't always get to the alarm button and you know, you can scream your head off for yeah. security if they're not on the floor where you're working oh my you gosh. are out of luck they don't have one on every floor at all times no and we don't even have them in emergency at all times what right they're in the lockdown psych unit and that still didn't protect my friend who got punched in the face by a patient who just turned around and clocked her and the security guard was right there so who's at fault well she didn't do anything she was doing her job Nobody has the right to strike another person like that just because they're doing their job. And the government took that away from us and said, well, you can't do that because these patients are here for care. I'm sorry. If you're a violent patient and we strap you to a bed, we get in trouble because we're not allowed to put you in restraints because, you know, that's against policy. So it's better if we get knocked out, punched, kicked, broken limbs, concussions, all that kind of stuff is perfectly okay for your staff. But for heaven's sakes, you can't defend yourself against a nurse. My friend got fired because she punched back. Damn. Right? That's hard. So when people say, you know, oh, it's scary to go camping, try working in an emergency yes, ward. I, 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 I'm going to get over my camping yeah. thing. I love to camp. I'm, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely. you got to take your... Yeah. You got to do your druthers. Like, would I rather be working in an emergency room in the middle of a winter in Toronto when half the people coming in are homeless, hungry, and 
have some kind of um, mental challenges Aww. or they're alcoholics or they're drugs and we're dragging them yeah. into the hospital because we know they're going to freeze to death. And Aww. then, you know, yeah. they get upset because they're now in this environment they don't want to be in. Aww. Or someone who comes in high on something from some kind of party and is just looped out of their brain. And, and we have to control someone who's, you know, twice our size, whether it's weight or height. Like some of those nurses are four foot nothing. With a six-foot man who's, you know, outweighs them okay. to one. Okay, okay, okay. Here's a question. Okay. Do you think... I try to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I do try. Do I think I, what? Well, do you think that... Um, you said, like, this isn't really talked about. Do you think it's not talked about for a reason? Like, Yeah, because the government doesn't want people to know yeah. how threatening it is to be in an emergency ward. Never mind the fact that some people are waiting two days to be seen. I mean, I had a friend of mine walk to the front of the emergency waiting room in a ER that has a history of violence and say, by the way, there's an eight-hour waiting list. You can wait here, but you're not going to be seen for eight hours because we only had one doctor where there should have been two or three. There was one. You know, so what are we supposed to do? Of course they're going to get upset, right? Of course the patients are going to get irritated. We had a whole gang show up one day looking for somebody. Knives and guns in the whole bit. This is what we risk every time we go and work in emergency. So if you'd known this when you were planning your career... Okay. Nice. Because, I mean... I want to, like, give you a high five for that. <laughs> We're in the same room right now. Yeah. Which is special. Yeah. You're wearing a Toronto Maple Leaf jersey. I was cleaning. I had to put on something. Okay. Well... <laughs> I'm not a Maple Leaf fan. It just... Well, it yeah. looks good on you. Oh, thank you. Um, We're in Toronto. We are. In the beaches. We are. Best part <laughs> of Toronto, let's say. Yeah, until that condo goes up and it destroys the neighborhood. But You're really down about that condo. 3,500 people coming into the neighborhood. We're already stressed with our resources. What do you think 3,500 people with their cars mm-hmm. when we have no, no parking? They're not, most of them aren't going to have cars because they live on Queen Street, which has but, but 24-7 streetcar, the nicest way to get around this town. True, but we only have, Even one, the new we ones. Only have one bus that goes to the subway. One. How many people? 3,500 people. And how, we have one bus. How do you know 3,500 people? Because I did the it. numbers on it. I, got, I read all this stuff. Because mm-hmm. this is my neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. It's 3,500 people. They average. They say the average. is going to be 3,500 people moving into the neighborhood. And we have one bus. It goes to the subway. How many people without cars are going to need the subway? I mean, the Queen Street car is great. And they come really quickly in the morning going downtown. But what if you have to go to Scarborough? Don't go to Scarborough. (laughs) People have to go to Scarborough. (laughs) I'm sorry. That is not a Scarborough dig. I'm actually looking forward to exploring Scarborough. It's an interesting Um, place. Great food. But I mean, like, you know, if someone has to go out to Scarborough because they work at whatever the mall out there is called on Scarborough, Scarborough Town Center. Yeah. If they, if they work I, at the I mall, actually yeah. wanted to go there the other day. I was it's, like, it's kind of I want to check this out. Yeah. So, you know, there's Scarborough Town Center. There's a bunch of arenas out there. There's um, all kinds of stores and shops, and, and there's a hospital out there. So people have to go there. Yeah. 
and choose not to live there for whatever reason, because they already live here or whatever, they're going to have to get out there. And the streetcar doesn't go to Scarborough. It goes to Main Station. So you're either going to get on and take okay, a 20 so minute, 25 minute drive. So which bus do they take? Stop keeping me as in suspense. The 22 on Coxwell. Yeah, the Coxwell. It's only one bus. It's not like we have... Well, but there's one bus going by like every 10 minutes. Yes, I know. But could you imagine? What? Everybody needs to get to work at 8 o'clock. Oh my God. Between 7 and 9. Well, it's a little, they'll add some people? extra buses, Gretchen. They'll add some extra buses. Don't worry about they it. They can't. Because, Why? Because traffic-wise, you can't have more than one Well, bus. then we're going to have to devote a lane to buses. Can't do that either. Why? Because we only have two lanes. So, one lane for buses. No, we only have two lanes because there's parking on both sides of the street. No parking. We can't go no parking <laughs> because no one's got driveways. Next question. No parking. No, there's no par- There's no driveways. How are we going to... I don't care. Cars? No parking. <laughs> can't have no parking. <laughs> well, just between certain hours, they do it in Montreal. Yeah, Check it out. You can't park overnight. You have to move your car to the other side of the street by seven six fifteen in the morning. Yeah, that's right because traffic has to move. I used to live on Park Avenue. Yeah, and that's true. Avenue but we Fuck. still only have two lanes: one going up and one coming down. Something's not computing. Yeah, we have four lanes, but parking. Okay, Gretchen. Yo, didn't anyone talk to the planners of the Toronto? Are you kidding? People corporation talk up and down. About this issue yeah, of 3,500 people, because mm-hmm. I feel like you're you're picking out one example just because it's around the corner. Oh, no, it's not only it's not only but parking. Like, here's the thing: on there's a, there's developments like this going on everywhere. I agree, but here's the thing: we live in an environment environmentally sensitive area. Okay, we have oh, um, yeah. geese, ducks, swans, all yeah. kinds of birds. Wait, wait, wait. We've got foxes, we've got coyotes, we've got skunks, we've got porcupine wandering around somewhere, we've got a possum running around somewhere. We have a possum or an opossum? Opossum. 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 And we've got um, bunnies. You know, all these things are part of our neighborhood. They don't sound important. I mean, I'm. Really? uh, Who do you think eats all the bugs? This is an urban environment. They should learn. We have bats. We have um, hawks and eagles in this neighborhood who take care of the small rodents, the rat problem, and the mice problem. They control that. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. We have a lot going on. You know, it sounds like you're actually in touch with these animals. I go down to the. I go down to park all the time when it's dark outside with the dog in the mornings, and all these animals are on their way home. So I see the fox and I see the coyotes and the skunks and the. I see them all on a regular basis. You know, the bunnies live down the street from me. Okay. So do you think this condo development is going to potentially harm the sensitive environment? I can't even get these words out anymore. I'm drinking too much of this wine. <laughs> it's good we wine might have now. to stop this podcast. Um, it here's, is, here's it is very good. I can't believe you still have it. Yeah. Here's why it's a problem. Okay. In the summertime... We have, and you can check the figures with the police, between 8,000 and 15,000 people that come down to use the parks here. Okay. Okay, from all over the city. Like per day? Or what do you mean? It's less during the the weekdays, but the numbers um, that would normally be there almost tripled. 
like the people that live in the neighborhood, of course, are there, but we get triple the amount during the weekend, even exceeds that on the weekends because over at Woodbine Park, there's a concert or an event every single weekend. Oh yeah, we can't go right? there on the, on the weekend. And then there's um, Ashbridge's Bay, which has the Yacht Club. And there's Balmy Beach, which has the Canoe Club. And there's the dog park, and there's baseball diamonds. So they will find a way, okay? If you build it, they will come, Gretchen. What I'm saying is that adding all that with all the pollution and, like, our water pressure goes so far down. Oh. Yeah. It's it's horrible in the summertime because there's so many people using it, and now they want to put more people in the neighborhood, which is going to dump our pressure and also create more pollution in the neighborhood with waste because people don't pick up after themselves. I'm constantly walking around with garbage bags. All right. I have an answer to that because I've been thinking about that. Oh, good. I think people should be hired to go out and clean the area. And I've come up with an app idea. They actually have that with the city. I've come up with an app idea. Mm. Yeah. To, to, to activate that. So it can be like a gig economy job. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause here's the thing on the weekends when they have the parties over at Woodbine, the events or whatever, when they break it all down and they leave on Sunday or Monday, depending on whether it's a long weekend, I can't take the dog for a walk in the park because there's so much food waste all over the place because the garbage cans are all food and everything's spilling all over the place. Raccoons have a party. The skunks have a party. The coyotes are really happy, but I can't take the dog in there because he's just going to want to eat everything that's on the ground. Okay. I have found, remember when I had Moro and I would go over to the park. I found someone's entire groceries, bags of rice, watermelons, vegetables, beans, just sitting there full bottles of wine. Empty bottles of wine, just food like chairs. This barbecues. is a very abundant place. <coughs> yeah, a lot of things, if you know I mean, where to look. Yeah, but I mean, just think of another thirty-five hundred people permanently here. Yeah, never mind the people that come down on the weekend. We already have a litter problem in the neighborhood because we don't have very good um, positioning of waste bins along the streets. Like there's one every few blocks if they think about it or Listen, not at all. Get ready for more because there's another one going on at Pape and Danforth. Yeah, I heard about that one. That is weird. That one. And it's enormous. There's three buildings going and another two going over there. Five buildings. I have stopped thinking about it. I um, want to just embrace and accept I do too, and I'm trying really, we will, really hard. We will have high rises. People want to live in them, apparently. Let me ask you this: If you knew the amount of n- number of buildings that are empty in this city that could be utilized for what for families, for you know, affordable housing, for uh, subsidized rentals, would we be getting so many condos being put up if we could utilize those thousands of buildings that are just sitting there? that aren't paying taxes, that have been sitting there for years on end. I know of a few of them that have been there for 20 or 30 years that no one's lived in. Like, why is the city not confiscating those and turning them into what we actually need, which is housing for, not affordable housing, because that's still out of reach for 30% of the population. What about rent, subsidized rentals? Why aren't we doing that? Well, you know what, Gretchen? That is a really good question. Thank you. I knew I had one in me. 